0: Well if you'll take your Bibles and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 2 Corinthians chapter 6 We're going to start in verse 14 um, Today we're going to talk about an individual um, And his name is Lot um, And Lot, and, and we're going to read this 2nd Corinthians chapter 6 Verses 14 through 18 Or 17 um, And we're going to read about um, This biblical concept of Separation. Uh, Separation from the world. And today we're going to look at Lot's life and talk about how Lot did not believe, I, I, I personally believe Lot did not believe it was important for him and his family to be separated from the world. So that, that's kind of what we're doing today, so I hope you bear with me, um, but we're going to start in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and let's all stand for the reading of God's word. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 17, and it says this, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are of the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and not touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Let's pray, Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to preach this morning. Lord, I pray you to uh, use me uh, to say exactly what you would have said today. I pray you just um, Lord, use your word uh, to convict, and Lord, I pray also in your name. Amen. You may be seated. So today, we're going to look at Lot and his, his decision that, you know, being separated from the world is not that important. Well, as we read 2 Corinthians 6, 7, or 14 through 17, we see that God's word is pretty clear about that. We should be separated from the world. We should be, we should be different. The Bible actually calls us to be a peculiar people. That's an interesting word, peculiar. First thing I think of when I think of peculiar, I think of weird. Okay? But I, I, don't, I don't believe that God's word is calling for us to be weird, per se. Okay? That's not what the Bible is saying, but to be different. Okay? So we live by a different standard than the world does. Okay? So we live and
1: we, we base our life upon What? God's Word, okay, so what we do in our lives should be
0: different from non-believers because we base it off of God's Word. So it should cause us to be different, okay, because the, the world is not living after God's Word and what God's Word tells us to do, so there should be a difference there. So that's kind of the concept today, so what is personal separation? It's a commitment to a Godly standard or behavior. Okay, personal separation also involves not being unequally yoked, as it just talked about. Okay, and, and that, that there is talking about um, saved and unsaved people marrying each other. But we're, we're not going to get into that today because that's not where we're going with this message. Okay, but it also involves not loving the world. Okay, First John, everybody go to First John with me real quick. First John 2, 15 through 17. first um, John chapter 2. verses 15 through 17, talks about loving the world. Um, Here's what it says. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Okay, so personal separation also involves this thing about not loving the world. Why is that important? Because it's really hard to live separate from the world to not not live of the world if we love the things of the world.
1: So if our
0: our main desire in life is to have the nicest house, the problem is what's going to happen is we're going to start moving away from God's Word and toward that goal. Does that make sense? Does everybody get what I'm saying tonight or this morning, whatever it is? So personal separation, something I believe is very clearly in God's Word. Um, I, I, was thinking, I was trying to think of an example of this, and I thought of Daniel. You know, Daniel was captured, and he was put in not a very godly place, Okay, he didn't really have a choice though. Daniel was put, and and the king says, Hey, I want you to eat the meat and the wine that I've provided you. And David, Daniel said, I'm good. I'm not gonna do that. That's that's pretty intense because honestly, he could have been killed. And the guy, the guy in charge was like, dude, no, 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 no. Just eat it. I don't I don't have to tell the king that way. Just eat it. Just do that. And Daniel was like, no, you know what? God's word tells me I'm not allowed to. And that was back in the Old Testament. Okay, and those things that we couldn't eat and drink. And, not, and he said, I'm not going to do that. There was, there was a difference in his life. He was a little peculiar. He said, hey, I'm living by a standard of God's word. So today, all that to say this, that's just an introduction. And I'm not trying to preach right there. Okay, but all that to say this, today we're going to look at Lot's life. And Lot made a series of choices, <coughs> bad choices, all because he believed, I, I believe, he believed, eh, I can live of the world and be a Christian as well. And that, there's a problem there. So today we're going to look at six choices that destroyed Lot's separation from the world. Okay, so if you can go Genesis, now we're going to go to Genesis chapter 13, kind of jumping around today, but... We should be in Genesis for the rest of the sermon. Maybe. We'll see. So Genesis chapter 13, we start reading about Lot. Now Lot was, who knows, somebody help me out here. He was someone's nephew. Who was it? He was Abraham's nephew. Okay, yeah, he he was the nephew of Abraham. Let me ask you a question. Was Abraham a wealthy
1: man? Yes, very wealthy. Here's another question. Why was he wealthy? anybody know?
0: God's blessing, right? God's blessing was upon him and God blessed him. Let me ask you this question. Was Lot wealthy, yes or no? Yeah. He was very wealthy as well. He had a lot and I, I believe part of that reason is because he was living with Abraham. He was Abraham's nephew. He, he was receiving God's blessings from being around Abraham. So in Genesis chapter 13, let's read a little here. It says in verse 1, And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him, into the, into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, and silver, and gold. And he went out of his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai unto the place of the altar which had made there the first, and where Abraham called the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abraham, had flocks and herds. He was rich too, and tents, and the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was, so, was great, so that they could not dwell together." And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanite and the Perzite dwelled then in the land. And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and thy herdsmen, for we be brethren. It is not whole land it is it is not the whole land between be before thee. Separate thyself, I pray. From, um, separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, I will go to the right hand. Or if thou departest to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes, and beheld all the plain of Jordan. It was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou hast come, Son of Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, the one from the other. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities in the plain, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. So here we see, okay, they left Egypt, and they left Egypt, Lot went with Abraham, both very wealthy men, right? Very wealthy, had a lot, and actually, their wealth was actually becoming a problem, wouldn't that be nice? You think, right? They were so rich, their servants couldn't get along. Their herdsmen couldn't get along. And Abraham said, hey, Lot, there is a problem here. I think, I think we have separate ways. And he says, here's why. Because we have, we have too much. Our people can't get along. So let, let's separate ways. Genesis 13.6, and the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so they could not dwell together.
1: I think this is Lot's first wrong decision. Lot's choice to separate from Abraham.
0: Because Lot here, okay, I know, I, and you say, well, it was Abraham's idea. You're right. But there was a problem here. The problem was their wealth, and Lot here... And honestly, most of us, I think, when I, when I normally hear this story, I think, well, yeah, they had to. You know, they were both rich. They were having problems. They needed to separate. You know, it was, it was clear. But would the, is there another choice? Could Lot have done something different? I believe so. Understand this. Abraham, okay, he was... He was uh, Lot was the nephew of Abraham, but also Abraham was Lot's spiritual leader. He was his his guide. He was, he was one who Lot and understand this. Abraham had God's hand on his life. And that's someone Lot should have had the desire to be around, not get away from. Should have wanted to stay with. And I believe here, Lot could have made this choice instead. He could have said, hey, Abraham. I
1: don't want to leave, I'd rather downsize. What? Get rid of his wealth? That's not a good choice. Well, the Bible is very clear about our wealth. Matthew
0: 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Understand this, the most important thing in our life is God and His Word. And honestly, in our lives, we need people around us to be those spiritual helps. We need the church. We need our pastor. Okay, We need those people in our lives who are going to be good influences on us for the right. And I believe in our world today, many Christians have kind of been like, well, you know what, I,
1: I will choose wealth over People who are leading me to do right with God. So it would have been wiser for Lot if he to
0: downsize rather than to lose his relationship with his godly uncle. Many Christians have forsaken a trusted mentor, a good church, strong pastor for a chance at increased wealth. And honestly, I believe that's foolish. If you're not living right, if you're not living uh, in God's will, there, there's no happiness that will be found. You can have all the money in the world. And Lot here, he made a decision. Hey, you know what? I'm going to forsake the godly things. I'm going to forsake my mentor, the one who's been leading me, and I'm going to choose my wealth. So that brings us to the second one. Not only did Lot choose to separate from Abraham, but Lot also made a choice of the direction of this separation. You know, uh, it's pretty much like this Abraham came to Lot, he said, Hey, which way do you want to go? You want to go that way or you want to go
1: that way? And Lot was like, That way. If I was Abraham, then like, uh, that
0: wasn't an option. I said, you can have this side or you can have this side, but he was like, you know what, this side looks great. I'm gonna take everything and the plains of Jordan and everything on that side looked amazing. He said, hey, I'm gonna take that side, you can have the mountains. So he took the plains of Jordan and that's where Sodom was. In Genesis thirteen ten, it says this, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, and it was well watered everywhere before the Lord, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. And Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. And Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in those cities and the plains, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. He chose, you know what, I'd rather have the area that's best. The, and, and this area, it also says in that verse that it reminded him of something. It reminded him of a place called Egypt. The place where God had told them to leave. A place that was not a good influence on their lives. And God said, hey, you need to get out. You need to get away from them. His direction took him away from Abraham. But here's the key. His direction took him toward this place called Sodom a wicked place, a place where in the Bible it says that God's holiness was not. It was a very wicked city and he saw that and he said, hmm, I can, I can benefit from everything that's in that city.
1: I don't have to live in the city, but I can benefit from everything that uh, from being nearby. I believe that was a wrong choice. The choice to go towards
0: Sodom, uh, to to a place that's nearby. And that brings us to our third one, Lot's choice in the direction that he pointed his home. And I feel like these go together, okay? But he he went that direction, and then he got there, and not only was he wanted to benefit from Sodom, he pointed his tent towards Sodom. You're like, so? So every morning when he woke up, he got out of his tent. What was the first thing he saw? saw Sodom. Oh, look at that. A place that honestly in his heart, I believe he had a desire to be. He wanted what was there. He wanted the good things that he could gain from being there. Let me ask you a question too. Every morning when he got up, he saw Sodom. Every morning when his kids got up, what did they see? Sodom.
1: They got up, they opened their tents, and they looked, and they're Sodom. And and you say, well, what's the big deal? (laughs) I, I believe this is the big deal. When that is what our focus is, when the world is what we
0: have our attention on, when that is what we are looking to, when that's what our heart desires, and that's what we focus on, there's a
1: problem. Because slowly, that's where our heart will go. Inch by inch, whatever. It might be faster
0: than for others and then others, but hey, it will go that way. If that's what we are focused on, that's what it will lead to. Number four, Lot's choice in ignoring God's judgment and mercy. And go to chapter 14, verse 8. I'm going to jump around a little here now. So, Lot, eventually, eventually, because his focus was so much on, on Sodom and everything it had to offer, eventually that's where he went. Eventually that's where he moved, and in, in, in chapter 14, verse 8, this is what it says. It says this, And there went out the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, and the king of the Ad- Adma, and the king of Zebulun, and the king of Bela, and the and. They joined battle with them in the Vale of Siddham. Okay, all these kings came together pretty much, and they decided they were gonna attack Sodom. And Troma, the king of Elon, and there's more king, and Natal, king of nations, and Arithmal, king of Shina, and forgive me for my reading, I'm not great at pronouncing these. And the king of Elasar, and the kings with five, and all the vale of Sidon was full of Sympathlet, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there, and they that remained the, fled to the mountain. So where does Lot come in? Here. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and their victuals, and went their way, and they took Lot, Abraham's brother's son dwell in Sodom and his goods and departed so here here I truly believe that God is trying to get Abraham's attention he says hey you're living in Sodom you're not living for me and you know you shouldn't be there and we'll talk about that later you know you shouldn't be there and God sends judgment all these kings come and attack Sodom and, and, and they take Lot with him, they capture him, and they probably weren't treating him great. I think it was a wake up call saying, Hey, Lot, wake up, dude. You weren't sleeping, I probably. He wasn't sleeping. That's not what we're doing, okay? Just kidding. <laughs>
1: he
0: says, Lot, wake up! You are doing wrong. You're living in wickedness. You're allowing your family to live in wickedness. It's time
1: for you to wake up and look at what's happening. Well, if you read the next couple verses, Abraham Abraham gets, gets his men together. Hey, all his servants, he
0: called them together and he said, Hey, get your swords, get your shields, get whatever you can. We're going to get Lot back. They go, into this, they go after them, and, and they get Lot back. They
1: bring him back, and Lot is like, yeah, I need to change my ways. I'm going to stay with you, Abraham. No? Where does he go right back to? He right back to Sodom. Thanks, Abraham. I appreciate your help. I'll see you later. And he goes back to Sodom. I think here God was like, "Hey, wake up! Not living right." And everything that he owned, everything he had, was taken. He lost everything he had. Why did he leave Lot in
0: the fir- Why did he leave Abraham in the first place? His wealth, now it's gone. So he goes back to Sodom with all his family, and they're back there. And that brings us to the fifth one. Number five, go to 2 Peter chapter 7. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 2. Sorry. 2nd Peter chapter 2. Verse 7 and 8. I told you we'd stay in Genesis. I lied. I'm sorry. I did not mean to. 2nd Peter chapter 2, verses 7 and 8 says this. And deliver just lot vexed with filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Lot's soul, okay, so his heart, his mind, his will was vexed with the wickedness that surrounded him. So what does the word vexed mean? Vexed means to be labored down, to wear away, with toil, to torture, to experience pain, toil, torment, to toss. There's no doubt in my mind, Lot knew where he was, was not a place he
1: should be. If we read this verse. 2 Peter 2, 7 and 8. He was being vexed. That means on the
0: inside, he was literally being tortured. He knew not where he was supposed to be and God was convicting him God was trying to
1: get his attention say, get out get your family away from the evil that's what Sodom and this this, this is what he did this is what Lot did okay and he stayed I understand, God. I understand
0: that you want me to change. I understand that I'm not, what I'm, I'm not where
1: I'm supposed to be. I understand that I'm allowing my family to be allowed this wickedness. But I must stay anyways. When God's trying to get our attention, <laughs> please don't ignore him. Truth be told, God's trying to help a lot here. He is. Because our next
0: point and you're like, "Wait, you have more than six points?" Yes. I'm sorry.
1: After this, we're going to talk about what it, what it costs a lot. God is trying to help him out here. Get out.
0: This is not where you should be. And understand this, even in our world today, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit in us, and he is there to help convict, to help correct, and to help guide us in what we should be doing. And oftentimes, like Lot, we we feel it, we hear it, we get it,
1: and we say, but I would rather stay. I enjoy everything that Sodom has to offer. So the vexation of his soul. And number six, Lot's choice in deciding not to
0: share his faith in God. You know, uh, I had a friend in Bible college, and we were talking about Lot one time, and he was like, dude, Lot was great. He was a missionary. You know, like, he just wanted to live in there so he could tell people about Christ. And I was like, dude, that's a great concept, I guess. Okay, understand this. I believe that's not wise because you know what when you are outnumbered
1: you're going to change toward those who who are doing wrong and and Lot here was outnumbered he was in Sodom and and I told this friend I said well well
0: Genesis chapter 18 so we're going back to Genesis Genesis chapter 18 we can find it Genesis chapter 18 it says this in verse 20 through 33 and the Lord said because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah the cry of um, is great and because their sin is very grievous I will go down and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which is come unto me and if not I will know and the men turned their faces from them and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. So pretty much the Lord says, hey, I'm going to destroy Sodom now. Okay? I'm going to destroy Sodom. It is a place full of wicked. There's, there, You know, the righteousness of God is not there. And Abraham stands on this hill with God, and he starts bargaining with God. And he says, and Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteousness with the wicked? Peradventure, verse 24, there be fifty righteous men within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? God answers and he says, That be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous from the wicked, that, they might, uh, that the righteousness should be with the wicked and far from thee shall not judge all the earth." To do right, there's Abraham still. And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place of their sakes. Abraham's feeling a little lucky. He said, Okay, he said yes to 50. Let's go again. And Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure, there shall be lack of five of the 50. Righteous will thou destroy all the city and lack there of the five? And he said, "If I find there 45,
1: I will not destroy it." Okay, 45? He won't destroy it And he spake unto him uh, unto him yet again, and said,
0: Peradventure, there shall be 40 found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak peradventure, there shall be thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it, if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold now, I have taken unto me to speak unto the Lord peradventure, there be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, O oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet this once.
1: And he said, Peradventure, what if, what if there's ten? Peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not
0: destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left, communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. So Abraham's here. God says, I'm going to destroy Sodom. Abraham starts bargaining with God. Hey, what if there's 50? What if there's 45? What if there's 40? What if there's 30? What if there's 20? How about just ten?
1: And God said, okay, if we find ten righteous men... I won't destroy Sodom. There was this man named Lot in Sodom, surrounded by wickedness, but, he, but there's, there's no question he was a believer. The Bible actually even calls him righteous. He, he was a believer, but he was not telling anyone else about it.
0: I tried to find how many, how much family Lot had in the Bible. I can't, I couldn't figure it out. Okay, but I know for sure he had at least six family members. I know that for sure. And I think it's more, but yeah, I'm not confident enough to say that. Okay? I mean, there was him and his wife, there was his two daughters, two son in laws. And I think he had more sons and
1: daughters. But I don't know that. Okay? So Lot had six people right there. That should have believed. It was his own family. He should have at
0: least given them the word of God and said, Hey, you know what? I know where we're living. It's all
1: wicked. But hey, he should have been at least teaching his own family. And that would have been at least six. Six. They couldn't find ten people in the land of Sodom
0: that were righteous. And I believe if, if, if Lot was doing his job, if he was there and he was telling others about Christ, they would have found those. Lot's choice in deciding not to share his faith in God. Understand this, we live, we live in the world. We do. We really, there, there's no way to exactly get a, completely away from the world. And I don't believe that what, that's what God calls us to do. He calls us to live in the world, but not of the world. And when we're in the world, we should be sharing about our God. About their God. About their creator. About our creator. Hey, the God who created this whole universe, and you know what? We live in the world, but we're scared to tell
1: others about God. I believe Lot probably was scared here. He was outnumbered. I don't know. Maybe he was just nervous. Maybe he was worried about being popular. I don't know. But he didn't share it. So we see these mistakes that Lot made, bad decisions he made, because
0: he believed, you know what, being separate from the world, it's not that big of a deal. But understand this, when when we start going against what God's Word tells us to do, and, and when we start sinning, there's always
1: consequences. So what did it cost Lot? First off, it cost Lot his fellowship with God. First John two
0: fifteen through 17 Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. And he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Love of, if, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. When we start living in sin and when we start doing things based on what we want, our desires, and, our, and living in the world and
1: sinning, we are separating ourselves from God. Why? Because sin separates. That's how it works. Sin
0: separates us. Our, our, our communication with God when we're sinning is
1: not there. can't be. God tells us we have to get right with Him before we can commune with Him. You know, all, I mean, you think about it too. And He
0: lost His fellowship with God. That means He lost all the comfort,
1: the peace that came. It was replaced by God's conviction instead. That's fun. That's great.
0: What else did it cost a lot? Costs a lot his relationship with Abraham. Second Thessalonians 3.6 says this, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which we have received us. Understand this, backsliding, sinning, not only costs a believer their relationship with God, it also costs believers their relationship with other dedicated Christians. Why? Sin separates. It does. When we are living, God's word clearly tells us, you know what, when others are living wrong, contrary to God's word, they have no heart to repent, they don't have the desire to get right with God, we are supposed to distance ourselves from them. Why? Because we do not want to become that way. And when, and when we start doing wrong, when we start sinning, when our focus starts becoming on Sodom or the things of this world, what happens is we, our relationship with other Christians starts
1: to dwindle and fade. Because as Christians, we have one common goal. To come together and glorify God. To tell others about Him. But when, as a Christian, our goal starts to separate from that,
0: our relationship with other believers also starts to go. I think that's where a lot went wrong. You know what? His eyes decided, he, he started getting his eyes on Sodom rather than understanding, hey, I need to be with Abraham, a man
1: who is going to help me. I need to be in church, a place that's going to help me grow in God. And how help my relationship with him. What else did it cost Lot? I mean, we kind of covered this, but it cost Lot his peace. And Second Peter 2,
0: 7 and 8, we talked about this, but he vexed. He was being vexed. He was being tortured.
1: Experienced pain. Worldliness and wickedness vexes someone who has truly been born again. When
0: we start sinning, when we start living our life for, for the wrong things, when we start living our lives in sin, we become, with, God will start to convict us so much so that the peace of God can no longer be in us. And I'm telling you right now, it is so much better
1: to live with the peace of God in our lives. It really is. What else did it cost Lot? It cost Lot his wife, did it
0: not? Genesis 19, 26 should be close but his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt and uh, later when Christ comes to earth he's talking to his disciples in Luke uh, I think it's 17
1: and he tells them remember Lot's wife Lot had to live the rest of his life without his wife due to the decisions that he
0: made. You say, well, he didn't look back. His wife did. That's her fault. You're right. She made a mistake there too. When God told them God was going to destroy Sodom, God told Lot and his family, get out. And there's one rule, do not look back.
1: You just run. You get out of there. Lot was being destroyed by fire, but don't look back. Well on their way out, they were leaving,
0: and I, I can only imagine they're, you know they're running away, they're getting out of there, and you can you probably see the light behind you. You can see everything you can kind of you know you can kind of it got brighter. I don't know, but the thought of everything we own, everything we have, is back there. Everything we've worked our whole lives for, is back in Sodom,
1: and they were running out of there, and Lot's wife. Just took a peek. It's turned to a pillar of salt. God was clear, hey, don't look back. And Lot, you know what? Lot put them in that
0: predicament. He decided long ago, I'm going to go live towards Sodom. We're going to live in Sodom. We're going to live in that world. And he showed his family what was important to him. What was important to him was the world, the material possessions, and everything this
1: world had to offer. And being vexed by God, being convicted by God, oh well. It cost Lot his wife. It cost lot his children. Genesis
0: nineteen, twelve through fourteen. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law, and thy sons, and thy daughters? And whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out in this place, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out, and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up get ye out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. Lot had so little interest in God and what His God wanted him to do that finally, when Sodom was being destroyed, there was a big problem. His family was about to get killed. Now he was like, okay, I need to do something.
1: I have to, I've got to get my family out of here. But his lack of spiritual leadership in his family throughout his life came to this moment where they really needed to get out there was a huge problem and
0: he came to them and he said hey we need to get out of here
1: he went to his sons-in-law he says get your families together we're leaving and the sons-in-law were like are you mocking us is this a joke what are you talking about where did this come from And they put him off. They said, ah, whatever. He's going crazy. He's getting old. I don't know what's up with him, but there's something wrong with him.
0: Throughout his whole life, there was no spiritual leadership from him in his family that when it came to a moment where, hey, something needs to happen, you need to listen to me, everybody was like, you're crazy, man.
1: Get out. Go go back home. Do whatever you want. But we're not going anywhere. And it cost him his children. You know, (laughs) spiritual kids, and you're going to be like, what in the world? Spiritual kids often come from spiritual families or unsaved families. And, and that is not always. Okay, understand me now. That is not always. But I understand this. Carnal fathers and mothers don't produce spiritual kids.
0: If you care more as parents, if you care more about the world, and me and my
1: wife are about to have a baby. And I, I was thinking about this. I was like, man, it's kind of pressure. You know? Because now
0: not just about me, not just about my wife, but now I'm I'm bringing kids into this world and I have to think about what I do affects them. And as parents, listen, if we are focused on what this world has to offer and everything in this world, and I'm telling you right now, our
1: kids can tell. You're like, how would you know? I don't know. I know. Look at Lot's life our kids can tell what is truly important to us sports money material possessions or god and when when as as christians and as
0: parents when we every other day of the week all we talk about is you know, what we need to do, everything about this world, what we want, all these different things. And then one day a week we say, hey, let's get our clothes on. We're going to go to church and we're going we're to
1: worship God. Kids see through that. God is not just a part of your life. God is your whole life. And Lot here, I truly believe, did not understand
0: this. He said, you know what? I want to live of the world. I want to do everything I want. I'll
1: still have a relationship with God. It'll be okay. Well, it really cost him his children too. His children saw that
0: and said, you know what? What's important in this life is everything we can have, everything we can own. I'm not leaving Sodom. This is what I've worked for my whole entire
1: life cost a lot of his children. It cost a lot of his prosperity. Man, he left Abraham all the way back there just because, you know what? I'd rather have my wealth than be around godly people. Well, in the end, he lost it all anyways. He actually lost it twice. He lost it when the kings came in and took everything from the
0: city. He lost it again when God destroyed Sodom.
1: The wealth that separated him from Abraham has now disappeared. I believe that uh, the the wrong decision that Lot, Lot made here also caused the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah.
0: He had no desire to tell others about Christ. If he had,
1: I believe Sodom would not have been destroyed. He was there. He was supposed to tell others. But he cared more about what this world had to offer than what he was supposed to do as a Christian.
0: Living a separated life. Personal
1: separation involves an individual's commitment to a godly standard or behavior. If we want to be separated from this world we've got we've to understand
0: this is what we're living by. Glorifying God is our goal.
1: Doing what he tells us to do is our goal. It's not everything this world has to offer. It's not the wickedness of this world. But when Lot here decided,
0: hey, I don't need to separate myself from the world, it cost
1: him a lot Made a lot of bad decisions. I'm going to leave Abraham. He chose where he was going. A place full of wickedness. He chose his emphasis by the way he pointed
0: his tent. What am I emphasizing on my life? He ignored God's judgment. His, the, the, the conviction from God, he ignored it all.
1: Christian, I hope today... So, what's the point? The point is this I hope today that we understand that separation from this world is important. And understand this we are called to live in the world. We are here, but we're not supposed to live of the world, we're not supposed to live like the world. We're not supposed to live and
0: have the desires that the world has because our separ- we are separated
1: by something called God's Word. Our goals in life and everything we have separates us. Our goal is to follow God and His Word. We are supposed to be peculiar. People look at us and say there's something different about them. Well, the difference is that we follow God and not our flesh. And I pray, that you'd, I pray that you'd consider this today. You say, well, what's
0: the point? I pray you'd consider this today. You know, you, uh, most of us here have families. What, what, are,
1: what are we doing with our family? Where's our focus on in our family? Is it different if I were to walk in
0: someone's home today? Is it different than a non believer's home in some way? Are the things we do different than a non believer's house? Do we have a time where we meditate on God and God's word?
1: Because it should look different in a believer's home. I pray we consider that today. Lord, I thank for this day. I thank for everything given us.
0: Lord, I pray you'd help us not to be like Lot. Lord, I pray you'd help us to understand that, Lord, uh, a separation from the things of this world is important. And Lord, I pray you'd help us to keep our eyes on you. I pray you'd help us to love you like we should, to glorify you as we should.
1: Lord, I pray all in your name. Amen.